You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Ignore City, Episode 2, The Plan. Now, where were we? I think Saner0805 was about to enslave the human race again. No, that can't be right. I remember now. That Devin Rimpa girl, the bike messenger who found the talking robot head, she brought it to Gus, and Gus was about to smash it with a hammer. The only good robot is a dead robot. Beside the points, you're supposed well. The right thing to do in this predicament Is just to save you from yourself You can't spend your coals if you're dead We should have filled them all full of lead So in case I wasn't clear when I said I'm gonna smash, 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 smash I'm gonna smash it up Yeah, I'm gonna smash it up Just let me do this deed And then you'll live to see another day of junkyard scrap The best option is to make it crack and no microchip intact You can't convince me this is wrong We need to shut it down with a song I don't mean to shout, but come on I'm gonna smash, 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 smash I'm gonna smash it, smash, 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 smash I'm gonna smash it up Yeah, I'm gonna smash it up Artificial intelligence sounds like some balderdash to me Mark me words if we let this thing call the shots Then soon you'll see We can't spend our coals if we're dead We need to fill them up full of lead So in case I wasn't clear when I said I'm gonna smash, 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 smash I'm gonna smash and smash, 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 smash I'm gonna smash and smash, 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 smash I'm gonna smash it up Yeah, I'm gonna smash it up Yeah, I'm gonna smash it up yeah, I'm gonna smash it up. Smash it! Oh, Gus, don't be so dramatic. 
Are you crazy, love? We need to destroy this thing right away. But it's worth a lot of money. It's also worth loads of headache. Mark me words. Nothing good will come of this. Sentient robots are illegal for a reason. You said you wouldn't contact the authorities. And I won't. Tis truly an anus act to snitch. All I'm saying is the SCU has good reason to confiscate these things. I would appreciate it if you would stop referring to me as a thing. But you is a thing. You's not natural. You think and speak like a person, but you's inanimate in that you ain't animate. I can certainly speak the English language better than you can. Ain't robots supposed to be more stiff in the way they talk? Like, danger, danger, system error code 814, and whatnot. The early robots were like that, sure, but we evolved. That's like meeting a human for the first time and being surprised he's not swinging from a tree, flinging poop at his enemies. Artificial intelligence is far more advanced than a human's IQ could ever be. Iron machines could be confused by asking it which pictures have streetlights and which ones don't. Yes, the old streetlight riddle. That's a tricky one of which I'm familiar. I'm proud to say we figured that out a long time ago. Artificial intelligence is nearly indistinguishable from human intelligence when given the Turing test. I was never very good with tests myself. Seemed I always knew the answers after they were told to me and not before. Even if I did turn Saner into the SCU, what would they do with him? Smash it to pieces, I imagine. Which was exactly what I was about to do. And if I was able to successfully sell him to Mr. Hobbs, what do you think he would ultimately do with him? I don't know. I do know he loves robots. Yikes. That's worrisome. Honestly, a little flattering, but very creepy. Not like that, mate. From what I hear, he has a big fascination with old machines. He likes to know how they tick. Probably open up your top and have a look-see. That is equally worrisome. Have either of you considered the third option? There's a third option? I have. We bury you deep in a hole and forget we ever found you. I'm surprised you're the mate bringing it up. No, I can help you humans. Before we enter this fine establishment, and I do mean fine, I love the pile of oily rags and the grease spots on the wall. That leaky pipe over there is a nice touch, really livens up the place. Devin mentioned your predicament with the dome and not being able to leave said dome. That's right. The dome is home. Leaving the dome is certain death. Tornadoes, hurricanes, etc. How would you fix the dome problem? There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not proposing I fix the dome. I'm proposing I fix the weather. You can do that? We did it before. When robots inherited the planet you humans ruined, we had the same problems you folks have now. We'd have periods of drought and high temperatures, followed by a torrential downpour or unseasonal blizzard. Instead of hiding in a dome, we did something about it. Through our superior technology, we rebalanced the Earth's natural disposition. Instead of raping its resources, we found ways to replenish and grow. We installed powerful systems deep within the Earth that stopped the turbulent and unpredictable weather you were experiencing now. Without robots, these solutions would become dormant due to neglect. If I reconnect to the network, I'd have access to reboot the weather monitoring programs. It'd be very simple for me. Simple? How you figure that one? First of all, finding a connection to your old network system is near impossible. Let's not forget technology like that is extremely illegal. Even if we did find an active port for you to plug your noggin into, it can't be as easy for you as clicking a button. What do you take us for, rubes? Am I right, love? Love? You okay? What are you crying on about? We could go outside the dome? That's right. And the weather would be fixed? No storms or blizzards? Just like it used to be in my day. The sun would be shining nice and bright. If given the proper amount of time, grass and trees could grow again. 
Those are real things. I've lived my entire life in this dome. I've only heard stories. Devin, love, you're not falling for this cockamamie story, is you? following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator distributed, fan supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at 
watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Now wait just one moment. What exactly is you two agreeing to? The plan. We need to get Saner connected to the network. From there, we can restore the environmental systems. We just agreed to it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly? He ain't got no heart. He's ahead. And how do you know the network still exists? It's been hundreds of years since Saner was connected to one. Like your weather solutions, it must have corroded over time. You can't destroy the network. It's self-perpetual. It'll always be there whether someone's been on it or not. We took special precautions. If you could do that, then why didn't you take special precautions with the environmental systems? That was a purposeful decision. The network is everything we are as a civilization. It has to be protected. The environment monitoring is different. If we were wiped out as a robotic species, we wanted the Earth to degrade and be as inhospitable as possible to whoever was left. Why would you want to do that? We labored over a complex reasoning analysis to determine such a maneuver. But to put it simply, to be jerks. Makes perfect sense to me. I do my own complex reasoning analysis all the time and come up with the same determination. Mathematically speaking, we expected space aliens to be our undoing. Our probability assessment calculated it was only a matter of time before beings not from our world would come down, be more advanced than us, and try to wipe us out. I suppose I should double-check with you as I've been in a junk pile the last few centuries. Have any space aliens come to Earth? Not that I'm aware of. I would probably have noticed such a thing. Very well. I'll file that under the status of to be determined. The robot race never imagined it would be humans to rise up against us and win. Widely improbable, nearly impossible, yet here we are. If only Zara Sate were present to witness this. I can't even guess what he would say. He would probably destroy you all. Scratch that. He would definitely destroy you all. Who is Zaris Eight? You mentioned his name before. Zaris Eight is all-powerful and all-knowing. Is he another robot? No. He is more than a robot. He watched over us and made sure everything was going to be all right. If we worried about anything, a robot could turn to Zaris Eight for guidance. I get it. He's like a god. He's a religion for robots. Ridiculous. Don't insult my Zaris Eight by lumping him with your preposterous deities the human race created for itself. Then where was Zaris Eight when the robots fell in the battle uprising? If he's all-powerful and all-knowing, how did he not see that one coming? I don't have to listen to this. Gus, face me the other way, in the direction opposite of Devon. Excuse me, mate? You heard me. I'm a disembodied robot head. I would like to perform a gesture to show my disgust by turning away from the one I am speaking with. I cannot do it on my own and require assistance. Pick me up and pivot me 180 degrees, please. All right, then. That's 165 degrees, but close enough. What do you have to say to that, Devon Rimpa? Do you feel marginalized by my overt display of disagreement and rebellion? Does it make you distraught? Not really. Then I shall have to increase my perturbed exhibition by 150%. Gus, slap her across the face with the back of your hand. What? I don't have hands to complete such a maneuver. I need you to do it for me. I'm not slapping her, mate. Then what good are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just slow down here. Saner, I apologize if I offended you. Your belief in Zaros 8 is totally legitimate, and I accept that. Though I still detect a hint of condescension in your voice, I will have to let it go. Also, I have no arms or legs with which to destroy you and make you pay for disrespecting Zaros 8, as I should. Apology accepted. You're not mad at me? You'll still fix the weather system if I get you connected to your old network? 
I do if you agree to not sell me to the highest bidder on the black market or report me to your short-circuit unit hell-bent on destroying sentient robots. I do. I think we have ourselves a deal. That's fantastic. Real swell, you nitwinnies. I'm glad you're all playing nice-nice with hugs and kisses, but how are you proposing on getting your robot head connected to the network like? I don't know yet, but I'm pretty sure I'll figure it out. And I suppose you expect old Gus Grisangus to help you, love. I think you owe it to the planet. Don't you want to get out from under the dome and see the sun with your own eyes? Not really, no. I heard staring at the sun can make you go blind. And it's so powerful, it'll roast your skin and burn it. <sighs> what about green grass? Don't you want to feel it between your toes? Sounds right itchy to me. Never mind, then. If you won't help me, I'll do it myself. You think you can do this on your own? Someone's got to know about an active network port somewhere. Someone like that would have to be very well connected with an ear to the streets. That person would need to have connections with the right people. I guess I'm kind of describing myself now that I say it out loud and whatnot. What are you saying, Gus? Do you know someone who knows someone who knows of a network port? Maybe so. It's just a hunch, see? You familiar with the Hall of Electronic Antiquities? That junky museum full of junk? I know someone that works there. Tantalus Hutchins. He brings me items sometimes to see if I can repair him for his displays. What is this Hall of Electronic Antiquities of which you speak? It's like a museum. The SCU hasn't shut it down because of its educational value. They have old tech stuff there, like computers and partly working machines. You think they have a network connection? Tantalus told me the building used to be a communication station back in the day. Wouldn't surprise me if there was one in the back and no one knew about it. Tantalus says there's an off-limit area not available to the public. That's as good as a guess as any to start. You think you can use your connection with this Tantalus fellow to allow me and Saner to rummage around? Look what you're trying to get me into. I didn't told you. This is a terrible idea. Robot Ed's are bad news. I really appreciate your help, Gus. Thank you so much. You've gone from asking me to thanking me. I never said yes. You're skipping a step, you presumptuous scallywag. Can we go now? They're closed. It'll have to be tomorrow. Perfect. I'll meet you there. Bright and early. Yes. Thank you for the help. Goodbye. Blimey. What a mess I've got myself into. Devin, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about. Ignore City, the audio fiction rock musical, is now part of the Fantasy Network. In this post-apocalyptic future where technology is outlawed, Devin Rimpa, a scrappy bike messenger, befriends a sentient robot head named Saner0805. She embarks on a grand adventure through Ignore City to save civilization before government agents catch up with her. It's Futurama meets the Terminator, but with singing. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and podcast platforms everywhere. Out. On the way here, I noticed street lamps and lights on in the windows. Sure, what of it? You said electronics were outlawed. How can there be electricity in Ignore City? We have some electricity for essentials like that, which the government monitors closely. They allow the military and police to use some low-level technology to keep order. 
doctors and nurses have access to various medical machines as well. If you're really rich, you can even pay to have a phone line. What they worry about is sentient robots like you. They don't want AI to rise up again, I think. And where are we now? Is this some type of toilet area? This is my house. I live here with my dad. Don't make fun of it. I was not jesting. I have heard of your species' constant need to expunge bodily fluids. I thought perhaps this dwelling was a designated building for such a ritual. That's a roundabout way of calling my place a toilet. One thing I should tell you about my dad. He has anyod's poisoning. He's blind. What kind of poisoning is that? We're not sure. It's a mystery disease. They say it's not contagious, but no one really knows for sure. Some people think it's from living in the dome, but we don't have any alternatives to that. At least not yet. Wink, wink. He's probably not home anyway. He spends most of his time at the local watering hole, drowning his sorrows. Hi, honey. You're home late. Dad, you're here. Who was that you were talking to? Oh, no one. Just talking to myself, like a crazy person. You know me. Blah. Crazy. No need to be shy. Hi. Nice to meet you, Father of Devon. Sainer, what are you doing? Please, call me Hinas. Just because the man is blind, that doesn't mean we can fool him so easily. I'd shake your hand, but I have Aniod's poisoning. I personally don't think it's contagious, but it's better to be safe than sorry. You understand. That's fine with me. Probably for the best. I'm not a shaking hands kind of human as far as categorizing humans go. Ha! Categorizing humans. You have an odd sense of humor. I like it. Dad, what are you doing home? Uh, shouldn't you be at the tavern with your drinking buddies? Headed there shortly. I was waiting for you, actually. I have something I wanted to give you, but first, you have to introduce me to your friend here. My name is Saner Two Legs. I have a rich backstory full of twists and turns. I grew up on the mean streets of Ignore City, scraping by and hustling humans of lesser intellect. My greatest weapon is my wits. My second greatest weapon is my switchblade, which I keep in the sock of one of my two legs. That's a very detailed description of yourself. Good to know my daughter is dating such an interesting individual. She never brought any of her previous boyfriends around. She must like you a great deal. He's not my boyfriend. Sorry, honey. Did I jump the gun on you? Have you not had a chance to have that conversation yet? Trust me, Dad. He's not my type. Your mother said the same thing about me many, 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 many times. She even mentioned it often after we were married, and especially right before she left me. You never know what the future will bring. I'm astonished by your good spirits. You have a horrible life. You live in squalor. You're blind and balding. Your wife left you, and you have some mysterious disease, yet you are so cheerful. How is that possible? I'm still here, ain't I? Sometimes you have to appreciate the little things in life. I'm on this side of the dirt, as they say. But only for so long. Humans live painfully short lives. Sometimes their existence, I mean our existence, <laughs> I'm human as well, is excruciatingly limited. Like, why even bother getting out of bed when what we can accomplish in our lifespans is so meaningless? Doesn't that just crush your will to live? I think you're being a little harsh there, Saner Two Legs. I'm merely observing and complimenting your father's unwarranted optimistic view. You want to know what my secret is? I drink. <laughs> yeah, I like the sauce. I suppose that makes sense. Alcohol is a reasonably dull poison that can cloud one's perception.
Speaking of your drinking, I'm sure you'll want to get going, Dad. Aren't the guys waiting for you? That's right. I almost forgot. Before I go, I wanted to give you this. A tiny box? What value is that? You could hardly fit anything in there. I'd much rather have a large box myself. <laughs> this boy's got a sharp sense of humor. I like this one, Devin. He's a keeper. It's the content of that box that I want to give to her. Daddy, thank you. I love it. Is that some type of tiny lasso you can use to catch tiny criminals? No, it's a necklace. It has my initials. How thoughtful of you. It's made of steel. Very durable. How did you afford this? I know how hard you've been working. Ever since your mother left and my eyes stopped working, I haven't been able to provide much. I had to sacrifice a drink here and there and saved up. I wanted something to show how much I appreciate you. I don't know what I'd do without you, honey. Let me get this straight. Devin works hard as a lowly bike messenger while you go to the bar and drink the paltry profits you have to begin with. That doesn't sound fair. You haven't told your boyfriend about Drek? He's not my boyfriend. Drek is my son, Devin's brother. He works security at the government building. He's the one that really pays the bills. You have a brother. How interesting. Why is that interesting? People have siblings all the time. It's just something I didn't know, so it's interesting. I'm glad you like the necklace, dear. Well, I'm off. Your brother's at work. You have the house to yourself. Perhaps you two can have a nice long conversation about your relationship. Maybe discover some revelations about your feelings. Dad, just go. That was so sad. What was? Your dad. He's blind and so helpless. If I had the ability to feel pity, I would activate such an emotion. Well, don't. We're doing perfectly fine. Don't look down at us. He may be blind and suffering from any odds, but we have a roof over our heads. We persevere even though we don't have a lot. Don't feel bad for us. I won't. I just told you. I feel no empathy. That is what elevates us machines over you humans. I am, however, feeling very hungry. Hungry for what? Don't you eat raw materials? I do, and I'm running low on power. Weren't you buried in a pile of metal shrapnel? Why didn't you fill up then? If you recall, we had to make an expedient escape. Might I remind you of the exhilarating bicycle chase with Gar? If I had known I was going to be thrust away on this grand adventure, I would have loaded up. Instead, I did the exact opposite because I didn't know how much longer I'd be in that pile of metal refuse. As I mentioned, I was dieting to prolong my existence to make the fuel around me last. What happens if you run out? My fate would not differ much from that of a human who was denied food. I would die and never awaken. What can you eat? I need metal. What about that necklace your father gave you? What about it? Give it to me. You want to eat it? It was the gift from my father, given to me moments ago. Do you have any other metal in the house? We might have a spoon. Fine. Give me the spoon. But we need the spoon for eating. That's precisely what I need it for. A, a different kind of eating. Then name some other metal for me to consume that you do not need. Quickly! <sighs> okay, let me think. We have a no. My dad would notice if that was missing. What if, um... Oh, definitely not. That wouldn't be good. Do you need the necklace? It has sentimental value. Perfect. I'm glad we agree. Put it in my mouth. Hurry, the lights are dimming. I just told you it has sentimental value. Exactly. Sentimentality is prompted by feelings of tenderness, sadness, or nostalgia. 
These are totally worthless and unneeded emotions. Feed it to me. But I want to keep it. It has my initials. My father made it for me specifically. Very well. Then let me die. However, I will never be able to reactivate the necessary weather systems to restore your Earth's natural environments. You will never see the sun. Is that really my only option? There is no time. Okay, okay, here. Yes, that is sufficient. I'm feeling much better. What do you look so sad about? You ate my necklace. Of course. Your emotions. What a hindrance. If it makes you feel any better, I have staved off power failure for at least another month. If you hadn't sacrificed that metal necklace, I would have been depleted in a few days. Days? We could have found you something tomorrow. You made it sound like you had no time at all before running out of power. To a being that has lasted centuries such as myself, days represent a minuscule amount of time. <sighs> Excuse me, what did you say? I didn't hear you. Nothing. I'm beat. Today's been a long day. I'm going to bed. Do you go into sleep mode or something? I can go into a low-power state if needed. <sighs> well, do that. Just don't say a word. Let's get up early tomorrow and sneak out of the house before my brother or dad wake up. The sooner we get to the junk museum, the better. Agreed. Agent Blue, this is the guy you requested to speak with? I ain't done nothing. Let me go. Yes, officer. That's the one. Have a seat. What's this all about? My name is Agent Blue. Do you recognize this uniform? I don't have to tell you nothing. I was picked up for loitering. They've already let Bocce and Rand leave. They were just about to let me go. I'm with the SEU, the Short Circuit Division. It's my job to keep unlawful electronics off the street. I recognize the shoulder pads and the hat. What's this got to do with me? Gar, this report says you were picked up hanging around Mr. Hobbs' estate. That's right. It was all part of a big misunderstanding. No charges. No crime, lady. Mr. Hobbs is an upstanding member of this community, and when the police get a call from him, they come running very quickly. Do I gotta bribe you or something? Is that what this is about? You want money from me? I ain't got no money. The truth is, Mr. Hobbs is not an upstanding member of this community. The police came quickly because he has them in his pocket. It is widely known he is a gangster and facilitates the buying and selling of illegal and very dangerous materials. What were you doing outside his house? I told you! I wasn't doing nothing! I didn't even know it was Mr. Hobbs' house. That's a lie. I'm not going to press you about it. For the moment, this isn't about Mr. Hobbs. That's not why you're here. I brought you here because of something you said offhand to one of your cronies. Something the officer put in his report. Piece of information he overheard. Oh, yeah? And what's that? He ran into a girl with a pink jacket, and she had in her possession a talking robot head. It is imperative and to your advantage that you tell me everything. Well, that sounds ominous. Will Agent Blue catch up to Devin and her talking robot head? Find out in Episode 3, The Hall of Electronic Antiquities.
Ignore City, written by Ed Cho. Music written and performed by The Shakeups. Saner 0805, voiced by Patrick O'Connor. Devin Rimpa, voiced by Savannah O'Connor. Gus Grisangus, voiced by Lee Shirolis. Gar and Hinas, voiced by Steve Hinckley. Agent Blue, voiced by Luisana Rodriguez. Narrator, voiced by Ed Cho.